Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, hey, all. Hey, hey, all. This one is explicit. Hello, Miss Jessica. What's up, Elsie? All I can say is that I'm really happy that at this moment, uh, it seems like everything is working for us because we attempted to kind of do this yesterday and it didn't work out at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so crazy. And, and you know, I, I it's funny because whenever I see people comment on the, on the show, on like the Facebook page or even in any on Facebook a group or in any other group, they're saying like, is there an alternative to Skype? Like Skype is not working. And I'm always like, oh, pfa. how can you not make it? Skype is great. It's always worked for me. And then yeah. until it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Until it doesn't. I mean, it does always work for me, though. Yeah, but geez, what was going on? And I just, I honestly think that there's, there really were a lot of different updates. So, um, ladies and gents, if you guys are listening and you're having troubles with Skype, uh, make sure you're running the latest version. Make sure you're late. You're running the latest version of all of your existing apps or recorders that you do this with. At the same time, make sure that you also maybe do like a little reboot of your computer to make sure that everything is kind of cleared out in the process. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that works out before you start to ask for help, because generally speaking, it does um, it does work for the majority of the time. So. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, you know, I woke up uh, this morning. Was it this morning or maybe it was? No, you know, it wasn't. I woke up this morning. It was last night. I was, of course, reading some feeds and I saw this article from oh Edison. God, I'm sorry. No, it, it's okay. You're like, what do you mean you're sorry? The article came up and uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, so it, Edison Research uh, is teaming up with Triton Digital to do this like they're going to come up with a way, I guess, to deliver podcast measurement technology. Good luck! I know. And I, you know, I, I'm still, I'm trying to figure out how they're going to do this, but you know, hey, whatever. And, but it's really great because it seems like the metrics for podcasting is something that they really want to focus on. So here's kind of like what I said. It says, Triton Digital, a leading technology provider to the audio industry, today announced a partnership with Edison Research to deliver webcast metrics on demand. And now that is now WCMOD. <laughs> yeah, and just so you guys know, Edison Research, they do all the good studies and shit. Yeah, they're the ones that... That's your official definition. Exactly. All the good studies and shit. But no, I, I'm constantly quoting Edison Research when I do presentations and stuff. They, yeah. they re- do research on everything. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, no, so, and, and they and, and they're really good. I mean, they really follow up on their stuff. So uh, it says, a podcast audience measurement. Okay, working together, the companies are combining their technology, relationship, and market experience to offer a measurement product to help publishers scale their sales effort and better monetize podcast content. Yeah. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. So it's very interesting. And, and here's, here's the key here, which is kind of, um, something that they zeroed in here. And, and this is a quote from, I assume, uh, this is from Rob Favre. Favre, I think that's his name. Without standardized and credible third-party audience measurement, it, it has been extremely difficult for podcast publishers to gain acceptance from brand advertisers. And Triton and Edison are solving this challenge and enabling publishers to credibly present their audience and monetize across multiple ch- sales channels. So like when they say brand advertisers, they're talking about like Bobby Big Deals. They're not talking about any advertisers. They're talking about like Coca-Cola. Yes, I have a feeling that they're moving up on. Uh, they're looking at the higher end podcasters out there, meaning the the larger entities, probably yeah. the, you know the procasters as yeah. Heather yeah. Ordover would refer to them. But I feel that this is going to benefit. I think all of us. It's just that I'm trying to figure out how they're going to measure. You know, I'm. 
uh, yeah, I, I follow the blog from one of these Edison research guys, right? And he has a personal blog where he will sometimes like put stuff up there and he's been posting up a lot of small snippets about podcasting stats Ooh, and, and every single time that I read his stuff, I always go and I go, so are you guys going to do some on, on how many women are listening? So it's not necessarily about you know, women podcasting, but do you have, can you get some data? Yeah, we on want listener many? info, right? Exactly. We want listener info. So I keep on asking for that. I'm not sure if he has responded because who has the time to keep going back to people's websites to see if they've responded to your comment. <laughs> so, right, right, right. So, um, but I always do every time I see, cause I'm subscribed to his, um, feed on my feed reader, of course. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to let you guys know that in terms of news. And then the other little bit of news is that nominations for the podcast awards are here and they're open for voting. So you can find the nominees in their respective categories over at podcastsawards.com. And our lovely Beckett from the History Chicks, she posted on the She Podcasters page all of the different She Podcasters that were um, nominated. So. Mm-hmm. And they've been nominated. History Chicks have been nominated for the fifth year in a row. So History Chicks and Grammar Girl um, are there for the education category, which is super Wonderful. awesome. And then Leanne and Liz um, Dolan and their satellites, the Satellite Sisters, are nominated in the general category, mm-hmm. uh, along with Laura's The Productive Woman. So... That's also a very good podcast. And then Darius Hustle and Heart is nominated for Best Video Podcast. And Kathy from Special Mouse Podcast in the travel section. So this is what goes down, ladies. If you want to kind of do this for and support your fellow women podcasters, which I think is a really good thing. It's this, and I don't think a lot of you guys know about this, (laughs) but when you are nominated for the podcast awards from now, I think for a month or three, two weeks, I don't, I should have read that. Um, Maybe you can do it while I'm talking, Jess. Yeah. So every day... You have to go vote. Every day you vote. Every day you fill out the darn ballot and you it's vote. It's a pain in the ovaries. Yes, it is. You vote for these people. So if you really want to push these ladies forward and you want them to win, you have to vote every day. So you go to the podcastawards.com, you refill the entire nomination ballot, you put in your email address and you press send. So tell us the podcasts one more time. So the podcasts are these. The History Chicks and Grammar Girl are nominees for the education category. So you're sadly, you're going to have to pick one or the other, um, which are both are wonderful. Then Leanne and Liz uh, Dolan are there for Satellite Sisters, and they're nominated for the general category as well as the Productive Woman, who is Laura, Laura's the Productive Woman. So those are, again, two women on the general category. And then... Daria Chisholm for Hustle and Heart TV is nominated for Best Video Podcast, which I think is super, super stellar. I mean, that's a big deal because she's gone up against Joe Rogan, Grace yeah. Helbig, Norm MacDonald. That's a big deal. Yeah. Oh, man. And then Kathy, Kathy for the Special Mouth Podcast is going up against, um, she's uh, in the travel section, the travel section. So, you, you know, if you, when you go fill out the podcast awards, you don't have to vote every category. You don't have to do that, but you do have to vote for some of the categories that are, that are there and put your name in, in through there. So, I mean, really, you're just doing like, here, I'm doing it right now. Yeah. You just need to do your name and your email. Yes. And they don't like subscribe you to any email list or anything like that. Uh, it really is just to make sure that you're not, like all of a sudden all day podcasting, I mean, I'm sorry, submitting, uh, you know, your ballot like thousands of times a day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And you get a chance to vote once a day and that is what you get. So in order for them to, to get that. Special mouse, Kathy. What's up girl? Okay. So let me see if we can give them a, so honestly, I just want to say something about special mouse because Kathy, not that we don't all do this. I'm sure Darius and Laura and Lee, you know, I'm sure we all do it, but Kathy is a nurse 
she has an autistic son and her podcast is about how to go to Disney World with any kind of special needs child and that includes kids with ADHD and includes kids that you wouldn't think are like you know kids with allergies kids with diabetes like it's a work of I know I'm doing this whole like promo but that's just cuz I know I know her personally she's also local to me um it's such a good show and it's like such a great like show to it does a lot of good, I guess is what I'm trying to say for yes, people. It so, absolutely does a lot of good, and and, and yes, so if nothing else, vote for Kathy because my God, I mean, the woman has been doing it for a really long time, and she and it's such a needed, you know, those kids really, those moms and dads have no idea how to take their kid to Disney World. She's helping so many kids see Mickey and Minnie. It's so nice. No, and and this is the other. I know, it's all nice. It is really awesome. When I listened to her show, I was riveted by the content. And again, because I was like, "What? I had no and idea." You don't even have a special needs kid. I know, but I found out all of these incredible things that they yes! that they do. Thank you. I had no idea, and so then I'm I'm like, "Wow, yeah. it's just insane!" And the way that they think about all the different. Oh no, no, it's a it's a fantastic show. It really yeah. it really is. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't have a special needs child listen to her show because yeah it's like uh, yeah the information that i don't think i've ever heard that i didn't even know that even existed so yes girlfriend is no joke i just wanted to call her out because I, just love her no and I think her work is really important Sorry. okay <laughs> so special miles special miles and kathy uh so so nominations close voting closes march 24th so that means you you guys will probably have a little bit over two weeks to do mm-hmm. this so Basically, you got to do this daily, which means that, you know, and that's the only way that these uh, podcasters, these few podcasters are going to really have a shot because some of these uh, other podcasts in their groups and their categories are some of the bigger shows, the ones that that don't really need to tell their audience to go and vote every day. They'll just mm-hmm. do it on their own. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so um, that was really, really, really awesome. So that was that was it for the podcast awards. Okay, and now we're going to get into the meat, I guess, of the content today. The meat and taters, y'all. Yes. Do you want to start with your rant? Or you know what we can do? Well, no, yes. yeah. Let's go ahead and start with, with whatever <laughs> you have to. Let's go ahead and start with whatever you have to say today, lovely Jess. And then we can take it from there because we have even audio feedback to go along with all this. What's actually, to be honest with you, a good starting point because it's it calls for definition and so today's episode is going to be about feminism women in podcasting and and the issue around feminism and why and i mean feminism lately has been a very hot topic and so i want to just express a pet peeve because if i don't it's going to drive me insane but like lately i've noticed celebrities are constantly being asked whether or not they're feminist. And when a celebrity, first of all, when anybody says no or they don't want to be called that, it enrages me. And the reason why is because the definition of a feminist is just someone who believes that men and women deserve equal rights. That is it. The endicus. It doesn't mean anything else. Nothing else. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be a wife and mom. It doesn't mean you can't be a working mom. It doesn't mean you need to have kids or don't have kids. All it means is that men and women deserve equal rights, equal pay, equal, equal, equal. So recently I saw an article that says that Kaylee Cuoco Sweeting said she's not a feminist because she loves feeling like a housewife. And it irks me so badly. And I watch Big Bang Theory like every day. (laughs) And now it's kind of ruined it for me because I look at her and I think she's a fucking idiot. It annoys me so badly because here she's like, uh, well, first of all, it was an interview in Red Book that um, she likes serving her man. And she says, it's not something I think about. Things are different now. I know a lot of the work paved the way for women happened before I was around. I was never that feminist girl demanding equality. Maybe that's because I've never faced inequality. Fine. That's true. She also says she cooks for her husband five nights a week. Makes me feel like a housewife. I love taking care of my man. Yadaga, yadaga, yadaga. Okay. And she just talked about getting breast implants. None of this has anything to do with the fact that, you know, like she wouldn't be very happy if she was the least paid actor on that flipping show. Right? right? That's yeah. feminism. You want to be, I mean, she's paid in order of how 
valuable her character is to the show. I mean, the whole show is based around Penny interacting with um, Sheldon and Leonard. So she's going to, she's like the second or third highest paying. I think she's the third because, of course, the two men are first. But, um, but she's still above like Raj and, and, uh, and Howard. Anyway, the point is, it really irks me. And then there's some other, there's some other celebrities too that say, they're not feminist and for of course stupid reasons like Shailene Woodley doesn't support the idea of women over men. Derp, not the right interpretation. Kelly Clarkson says she doesn't want to be a feminist because she likes being taken care of by her husband. No. Carrie Underwood, I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm a feminist because it's the term is too harsh in connotations. Even Lady Gaga said um she says that she's a little bit of a feminist because she's she's all about um, marriage equality, but she shies away from the feminist label. And I don't understand. Katy Perry, too. Um, they don't like the label feminist. And I guess for people who are who have not taken the time to just, you know, Google the definition, I guess it seems like a Nazi um, militant outlook but really all it means is equality and so that's why it bugs me so badly like why would people say no to that unless you really are the dumbest woman alive no i really do think that there is there has been through all of this time um emotional baggage (laughs) attached to the word um because of perhaps specific women's behavior and perhaps of specific women's um, points of view that were very strong and kind of didn't really resonate with, let's say, other women. And when you break it down the way that you're breaking it down, which is really about equality and not necessarily equality in all things, because as you and I know, that's Mm -hmm. just not going to happen, meaning in all things in emotional and relationships and at home and being a mom and like that's just not that's not true it's just not going to happen and we all have ways in which we can help each other but i think that with with this whole thing about being equal and being able to vote like that's very that's something that's important in the amount of money that you get paid for the same amount of work i think that that's important being able to um kind of receive the same um how would i say it the same support and the same perks or not perks that men receive in the workspace that would be something that would that to have the same sort of dignity every time that you walk into a room inside of a workspace, I would agree that 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 is part of the definition. But I think like right now, a lot of women are thinking that being a feminist doesn't let you want to be a stay-at-home mom and take care of your kids and be yeah, happy well, doing that. nonsense. Yeah, and I don't think that... It just that- means that if you were to work, it means you get the right to vote like everyone else. It means you get the right to get paid the same as everyone else. It That's means right. It means that you, you know, you're thought of first as a person, not a woman. Right. Yeah. And I think that that has that, that definition has kind of not, it's not in the forefront and that's not even in the forefront, like from people who are, you know, that these people who are interviewing these actresses are trying to get that they're trying to get some kind of militant attitude. They're trying to bank on that because they want to hold on to that. It just irks me so much. Yeah. And I think that the problem is language right now. Languaging is the problem. It's the, and it's advocacy just plain. And like, instead, you know, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure I want to, to say that, like to go come out like, well, I'm a feminist about something because of the same way that I was raised. There was always like this, like, oh, it's never, you know, like, it's just, look look at these, it's the militant aspect of it, which kind of like I was raised to shy away from as a whole. So, I mean, it may have had a militant connotation at one point, but this is 2015. Like nobody's marching on Washington about women's rights. It's just a matter of whether or not you believe you deserve the same as the guy in the tie. Right. That's it. So that's why it bugs me. I mean, there's no, I understand that it has an old fashioned military tone, but it's, it's outdated just like your, you know, just like their whole definition of feminism. So yeah, absolutely. Um, 
But I think, you know, and I think that part of what we need to do is to change the conversation. That's, that's what new media is about. It's about being able to have these conversations. It's about to redefine things in a way that becomes clear. It's about using new terms, perhaps. It's about um, educating those around us about the meaning. It's about uh, making sure to, to also dissuade other media entities, perhaps mainstream media entities that are trying to zero in on a story that doesn't exist. Because then you can know, you can know that maybe that Kelly Kuoko all of a sudden, like, you know, they could go off on something that she said, oh, Kelly is a um, submissive housewife and she wants to do that. How do feminists feel about that? I mean, who, you know, that's the thing. I mean, Feminists don't care because she's the third highest paying. You know what I mean? Like, right. like she gets, she ha, she's right in that she's never had to fight against inequality for her job necessarily. At least that, the, but that's actually even dumber. She doesn't even realize that like, if she's in a movie, she's also going to be the least paid actor in that movie. So, um, whatever. It just annoys me. The whole thing annoys me, but, um, <laughs> um, there was something else I wanted to bring up. Now I forget. Oh, I also want to say this about feminism too. Like, like I have friends that are like consider themselves feminist and they're the ones that are, well, first of all, let me rephrase that. I have friends that consider themselves like, um, activist type feminists, but they're the ones that are always sending me beefcake pictures and like, <laughs> like pictures of naked men or cartoons about how stupid men are. And I really, don't appreciate that either. I mean, because I also don't think feminism has anything to do with male bashing. And I'm married to a wonderful man and I have two wonderful sons and I would never objectify them or call them stupid or, you know, I can't stand that either. Like feminism doesn't have anything to do with the fact that like whether or not you love and respect your male children or your, you know, or your husband. But I really... I don't like that kind of humor either. I don't like man bashing humor. There's what, and I, and I don't even work with, I don't even work with men and I don't have a, you know, we didn't start this group for men and that and it probably looks like I hate men, no. but I don't, I just, you know, I think when it comes to work, you, you know, one of my passions is to help women get ahead, but that doesn't mean I, I, uh, have any less respect for men who work hard or men who are sweet or men who, you know, are feminists also, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I totally, I I absolutely agree. I think that there's also a difference between um, maybe, this is what I'm passionate about. I'm more passionate about education and advocacy to kind of bringing more of awareness to it, which is how I want to kind of start the conversation of, of the conver- uh, of this whole women in podcasting thing. Because yeah. I've, you know, since I've been in it for so long, it's been a very interesting journey for me in in a, in a variety of different ways because there are I've been I have felt that I need to question that like how does it feel to have been a woman in podcasting for so long or you know like did you ever wonder why there weren't more women in podcasting and I remember when I started in like 2006 I didn't really question. I honestly didn't question. Yeah, like, did you ever think about it until someone asked you that question? No, I didn't. Why would you? I know. Who cares? So that's when I was like, hi, so is this a thing? And then that's when I started to think about it a little bit more because then I was like, hmm, so is this a thing? When I started, it was since it was such a smaller kind of venue and everybody kind of knew each other a little bit more. I did get more attention because I was a woman and you have to understand. And you know, I mean, we all know as women, when you are amongst a lot of guys and then you come in, there is a certain, like they notice you, right? Because it's like, you're, you're the girl in the group. Um, so I did feel some of that, but it wasn't like a negative thing. It was like, oh, it was like more recognition, if you will, recognition as in like, oh, that's the yoga girl, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so it just right. sort of like, I was more memorable because of that. And I, I didn't really think like I, uh, yeah, I wasn't thinking like, I want to hear more women. I, I'm looking for more women shows. I, I never went through that. Uh, it was really, it has really just been in the past couple of years where that question started to come up. Like, um, Rob wrote an article, Rob Walsh, my, the VP of podcaster relations over at, at, at Libsyn, where he wrote an article asking like where the women were, where at that time it was like 12% of women were podcasting. He got some data based off of Libsyn stats around, you know, uh, 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I was like, yeah. And so he asked me, he's like, what do you think is the barrier to entry for women in podcasting? At that time I was like, 
I don't know because the first thing I thought was like maybe the technology, but then at the same time, I didn't want to, I didn't even want to like label women as non-tech people. You know what I mean? Because some of the women that I loved have been doing podcasting for so long, like Allison Sheridan from the Nasilla Caps podcast, who's been, who's, who's an insanely incredible geek. That's what she is. And, you know, Katie Floyd from Mac power users and Veronica Belmont. And like, there was all of these women that I had, I had listened to since the inception Mm -hmm. that I adored and who were all in the tech industry. So I didn't feel like, uh, I don't know. But you're drawn to those people because you're like that. That doesn't mean that there's so many though. Well, you know, and see, this is, okay, so this is going to get us into the conversation. So number one thing about podcasting though, that just did come up because I, there are these two articles, uh, guys, that I'm going to be posting in the show notes. There's one that is uh, in Bitch Media and there's another one What is that it's the Ravishly, it's on ravishly.com. And both of those articles are talking about uh, kind of like the the way that women are changing the space of podcasting or that they're getting more. I don't even know if they're changing the space. It's just like it's uh, it's so bizarre because I feel like now there's a little bit more um, of an eye in in the power uh, or like a focus on this. So they're really wonderfully written podcasts. I mean, sorry, articles. And and so I posted one of them, the one in Bitch Media on some of the podcast groups particularly not necessarily she podcasts, which it was posted, but not by me there. It was just, there was one of our she podcasts was featured inside. Actually for both of these, there were she podcasters featured in these, in these articles, but I wanted to see what the men had to say. And, you know, the majority of those guys basically said that there is no barrier to entry for podcasting, that Mm -hmm. it's, really like not, there's like no, there's nothing there. There's no gatekeepers. There's nobody discriminating against gender or, or race or sexuality that anybody who wants to podcast can basically get behind the mic and do it. Um, and that male dominated in quotes is only by ratings. So it's really just about those last, you know, the popular in quotes podcasts are, basically male. But if you took into consideration all the podcasts that are out there, there wouldn't be that kind of, at that point, the right now, the male dominated the hundred top 100 podcasts. It seems that there are about a 70, 30, uh, you know, 30% women, 70% men that, um, that's the kind of like the domination of the top 100. But if you went and, and took all of the podcasts that there wouldn't be that, dis, that big, change. It would be much closer to more, leaning more towards 50-50. Not quite as there, but leaning more towards that. So what do you think about those those points that were brought up from that, Miss Jess? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, she says. <laughs> okay, so here's here's something that, like, let me, so this is something that... I don't that, know, I just... <sighs> okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, so this this was a, a response that we got specifically from a guy who was really fired up about this, and he said, "Podcasting is dominated by people who have decided that they're willing to do the work. Being male or female has nothing to do with who's dominating podcasting. Podcasting That's, is okay. Go ahead. <laughs> go for it's it. Not true. It's just not true. None of this is true." <laughs> Keep going. That's, I, All right. Podcasting is dominated by people who are willing to, to willing to do the work to get there. The cream of the crop will rise to the top. And I have heard that a uh, lot. I have heard that a lot. I would on. venture I mean, to say that being a solo content producer is tremendously challenging endeavor. There's so much that goes into the medium and so much work to develop a great show that's to spread organically. Being the engineer, producer, talent, marketing director, art director, CEO, CFO, marketing, promotions, advertising director is one hell of a challenging job. Not many people. again? This is uh, somebody who posted on the Lipson page. Okay. Um, and not many people have the DNA or hardwired for this type of lifestyle. The DNA. Therefore, respectfully, gender, ha- gender has nothing to do with who is dominating the field of podcasting and new media. So it's so hard for me to swallow this because, um, because, you know, as a graphic designer, a web designer, you know, a lot of the times I was designing websites and then I would have, but a lot of my job was spent teaching the women how to use 
their website, how to use their email, how to use Facebook, how to use Twitter. Like I very rarely have to do that for men. Very rarely. And that's not to say that if I, okay, let me just say this. If I do have to do this for men, they're over the age of 50. Hmm. Whereas women of all ages struggle with this. And, um, and I've had little rants on, I think it was my email actually about how uncute I think it is that some women are just like, Oh, tech, I just, I, you know, I can't be bothered to think about that. I just let my husband do all the tech or I just, I'll go ahead and trust my designer with all the technical parts. And it's like, it's lazy. And I think it's, um, it's, it's either laziness or it's like a mental block. Um, or, you know, it's, or it's like what we were talking about last week. It's a matter of, um, consumer habit, but I, I don't think it has, it has, to do with people who have decided they're willing to do the work. I don't think it has to do with um, um, the cream of the crop rising to the top because that's what, I mean, if that's true, you could have said that 50 years ago about CEOs. Well, there's nothing stopping women from being a CEO. Any woman can be a CEO if they want to, but they just keep on breeding. Oh, okay. Well, see, so here, well, that's the larger, I think that's the larger conversation that this doesn't necessarily have to, I do, I, and, and, oh, and then we had somebody from the She Podcasters group as well, who, who, you know, she really doesn't want to be, it's like, and, and I agree with this, and this is like the hardest things. This is what she said. She said, honestly, what happens in the rest of the podcasting world has little bearing on what I do. It's true that anyone has can start a, a podcast, male Same or female. I mean, there is true. nothing stopping anyone from starting a podcast. However, I think you do want to dig deep, especially into your business podcasting. You will have you, you will start to run into the old boy network mentality, especially in regards to who is promoted or picked for an interview. But in my tiny little world, it's happy. <laughs> Ultimately, I think the hardest part of podcasting is not the technical part, as I had originally thought, but using it effectively in your business so that the next time you spend it is value rather than a nonprofit exercise. It's not the technical part because you can outsource that. And so that's why, right. I mean, in some ways, the cream of the crop will rise to the top. And that's hopefully, you know, and I do think that's true as far as talent. I do think, however, that women have that mental block of starting it in the first place. And I think that is, I don't think that, let me just say this. I don't think that men are doing anything to keep us down or keep us away from podcasting or discouraging us from podcasting. But I will say this. If you're in any other podcasting group, and I mean any other podcasting Facebook group besides ours, and you ask any kind of minorly technical question, at least this is what's happened to me or what I, I notice that men jump, they do a couple different things. One, they jump on the answer as a sales pitch because they offer that service and want to sell you aggressively. Two, they have some kind of DIY technical workaround that they've figured out that was very easy to them that sounds condescending to a woman who doesn't either have the time nor the desire to do this DIY workaround. Or three, it's just plain old condescending remark about how easy it is for and why haven't they figured that out or they could have found that on Google. I just think, I think, and it's, or for, you know, even if they're nice, the, the ratio is so much higher men to women that it can be very intimidating because it's like 20 dudes telling you what to do. They're all opinionated. They're all aggressive. They're all, even if they're all being nice and encouraging, it's still aggressive. It's, and it's not that men are, oh God, I'm talking myself in a hole. It's not even that men are aggressive. <laughs> it's just that, you know, it's just that if you'll notice in our group, People, women are respectful of one another, helpful of one another. I mean, once in a while they disagree. I still think it's a respectful, it's usually a respectful disagreement. I think if you go in like podcasters community or podcasters tech talk, it feels like it almost is like, okay, if you ask like, how come my lips and thing isn't da -da -da working with my this thing? 20 comments about what you should have done and should be doing. Oh, and here's right. what I do and hope this helps. If you need further assistance, let's hop on Skype. It's like so overwhelming. I, so, I, okay. I understand. I understand what you're talking about that. Yeah. Because you know what it, I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's not that they, they don't dominate. They're not trying to hold us back. It's just that the personality, 
maybe it's even the personality of a podcaster in general. It's just, it's so podcast. You know, if you've been, went to the podcast movement, I mean, getting in a room of podcasters, you have to like scream just to be heard anyway, because we never shut the F up. But like, um, when you have a mostly male dominated field, it can just feel very intimidating to even go, um, I have a question. <laughs> Without being bombarded with helpful answer. You know, it's kind of like, yeah. I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, yes, you're helpful, but back up, brother. Back up, you know? Yeah. So that's why I don't think, I mean, so does the cream of the crop rise to the top? Not really, because women are, it's almost like we're being stampeded by helpful responses. And then we're just like, fuck it, can't deal. We're done here. <laughs> okay, so okay, so now we're gonna play. We're gonna play the uh, audio feedback that we got from Bella Rose, who is part of our community, and she took the time to send this feedback in. And I think she hits on a, a few of these things as well. So let's hold on and play it here. I want to find an example too, though. Of I'm gonna what? find okay. an example while we're doing that. Okay, all right, go find an example. <laughs> Hey, Elsie and Jessica, this is Bella Rose with Delight Your Marriage Podcast, where I interview successful wives and sexual intimacy experts on what it takes to have a wonderful and fulfilling marriage. And I am so grateful for what you do. I love the show and I love the Facebook group. So it's been a huge support. And to answer your question about why podcasting is so male dominated, um, you know, I actually tried to start a podcast about three years ago and I never made it. I started to record and yeah, so I'm, I'm really grateful that I'm now currently having a podcast, but I think there's three reasons generally that it's male dominated and this might be a critique of society as well. But the first thing is I think the imposter syndrome. I think that women just don't feel like they're good enough. They're polished enough. They have enough schooling, education, preparation, whatever it is. Um, that coupled with a desire for perfectionism, you know, Pinterest has made us all, uh, crazy about whether or not something is perfect. So <laughs> that's, that's the first thing. The second thing I think is, um, men are really good at competition and they are also really good at compartmentalizing it and keeping it on the field. And I think women have a hard time with that. I think that they had to crawl their way up the ladder and they're not necessarily going to help someone else who is going to have a much easier time. The last thing I think is you heard my son in the background, you know, women have kids a lot of times and it's harder to do something entrepreneurial like podcasting. So thanks ladies. All right. So we're back. Did you find an example? No, but listen, <laughs> that was fast. That was much faster than you thought. It was right. <laughs> so, okay. So Bella, you know, she did touch, uh, uh, she actually talked about uh, imposter syndrome, like that maybe, you know, women feel like they have to be perfect. And then she brought the example of Pinterest, which I'm not a Pinterest girl, so I don't really know if this is true. Are you a Pinterest girl? Jess? Me? Yeah. yeah, yeah do you, okay. Yeah. Do yeah. you feel that you have to have like the beautiful house like that? Or, or you know, no, okay. I, I don't subscribe to the fact that Facebook makes me feel bad about my life and that Pinterest makes me want to like make cupcakes. Like I don't. Okay. Cause I, I, I mean, strong enough sense of self not to be swayed by what everyone else is doing. So okay. No. no, but I, I wasn't sure because I, cause no, but I, just, I know a lot of people say that like everyone only posts the nice stuff on Facebook. It makes me feel like shit about my life. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe uh, this is a thing. Maybe this is a thing. Like maybe that is instead of like using Pinterest, maybe it's like one of those things like uh podcast, like to think about podcasting at, or, or like listening to other ladies podcasts or other people's podcasts, even if it's just not women that it's so much better produced and the music is so great and the artwork is so well done that you feel like, Oh, I can't do that because I can't do that. My, I, I just have my little computer and I have my little mic and I don't know if it's, if it's worthy, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I guess I never really had that because, because I, there was nothing like, like what I was listening to was so like, it's, it was so not me. It was something I love to listen to. The podcasts that I listened to when I first started were so not me that I wasn't going to do that. Do you, you know what yeah. I mean? Like what? So I was like, what can I do? I always thought like, what can I do myself that is me? Like I never thought like I want to do that. I mean, I want to do, do podcasting, but I never thought I want to do a show just like that because I didn't. It was not me. <laughs> it was like, yeah. that's a great show. I love it, but I don't want to do that. So that's why I ended up you know, recording my yoga class. And there was nothing that I could even compare myself to because at that time there was like, I think two of us, there was like two other guys doing 
a podcast about, you know, that they were just putting their classes up and it was kind of the same. So it was like, eh, whatever. Yeah. So I found an example okay. and it's hilarious and perfect. Okay. And here's why. Okay. First of all, it's your post. Oh, first is it? All, yeah. Oh, first okay. of all, I'm talking about the podcast community. It's a Facebook group. Okay. First of all, finding a female post is oh, yeah. nearly impossible. Yeah, that's so true. So of course it would be yours. <laughs> you... You don't give a because because Elsie does not Elsie gives zero fucks as they say so like so and and not only that but of course Elsie is working to inspire conversation as always <laughs> so her question is what do you guys think serial fans that have never listened to podcasts are they going to keep listening for just serial or are they going to listen to other podcasts right off the bat the first dude that responds as it responds argues with her. <laughs> First thing, it says, I don't think that's the right question. Right? <laughs> right. Then the next guy says, the answer has to be yes, but there's no way to quantify the percentage, right? Total, like, techie answer. Third guy says, okay, one, two, three. The third guy says, um, he has a feeling most people will only want to listen to serial. On the other hand, any publicity is a good thing, and I agree with that. And then the next guy says, um, in my experience, people are rarely so the the fourth guy is is now arguing with the third guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's when it starts to get interesting. All the yeah, time. and then you pop in your sadly your sad little like positive <laughs> spin again, and the next guy is like arguing again, and then the next guy is arguing with the that. I mean, and now it's just men arguing with one another, and no women anywhere in sight. Like on this ca- and and but this is the reason why I think they don't because. They're not shy about being like, you're stupid and wrong. Right. <laughs> and women don't talk to each other that way. Right. We don't have any need to talk to each other that way. When we're in a group of just ourselves, we don't treat each other that way. We're very respectful. We're very sweet. We're very, um, you know, we're very, um, helpful if we can be without, with, we're even very, a lot of times even shy about selling. Although in Podcasters Paradise, I found one post in Podcasters Paradise that I thought was an interesting contrast. And here's why, because, and I think it's because, you know, everyone in there has a business. So that's why I didn't start with this one because it, it, there's a different spin in that group. But like this woman said, all she did was post, I'm about to have my first, um, my biggest guest and I'm nervous. And then a man offer, you know, says chillax. And then she says, thank you. And then a, you know, but a lot of women are responding. Um, think about the people you're serving. Good luck, positive vibes. And then one woman says, I'll send you my cheat sheet. Um, and then this guy starts to coach her. Are you not prepared? Are you worried about something technical? <laughs> you're, Take care of what you're not prepared for. And then this other guy says, I'm always nervous. Here's what you do. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not like, here, try this. I don't know. They're just, it's 40 comments. Yeah. 40 comments just about being nervous. In our group, if somebody said nervous, every single comment would be like, you got this. Don't worry. Or here's how I prepare. Right. Not here's what you do. Right. <laughs> but men do like, a, and they're fixers. Great. Here's what you do. But I'm just saying it's intimidating. It's intimidating. And you know what? You can go back. I know you wanted to talk about the feedback that we got, and I totally derailed you. Okay. So here's what she said. Basically, she said three things, but it's really five. Um, imposter syndrome coupled with the fact that women have a desire for perfectionism, that men are good at competition and compartmentalizing, that women have had to crawl their way to the top and won't be so willing to help someone else get there, and that it's harder because women have kids. Yeah. So what do you, do you agree with all those things, Dels? Um, I would say that it's harder, well, for me, for me at this moment, it's harder because women have kids. <laughs> like, I do agree with that part. I definitely agree with that. It's, um... I do find it to be a lot more challenging. I find, um, I just had uh, a guy, you know, reach out to me as well that he wanted me to do a two hour interview with him. And I was like, uh, I can't on a, you know, I can't do that. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you know, and 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 it, maybe it would have been great, and maybe it would be fun, but I I I just can't do that. So he's going to have to shorten it and just be able to do like an hour with me. And then also there is um, I just saw another tweet, and again about this is women in podcasting about I guess the podcasting panel over at Social Media Examiner, or what is it, the Social Media World that they're having? That I guess that panel doesn't have any women in it. And then one of our lovely um, she podcasters. Um, Janet, um, Janet Kennedy, she basically tagged me to say like, uh, yeah, there are women because the response from social media examiner was it's unfortunately a male dominated space. And then Janet tagged me and she said, um, there's Elsie basically (laughs) to get me into the conversation. And I just thought like, yeah, of course I would have pushed for that. Of course I would love to do that. What if they, what if I follow up this conversation and I start to say like, yeah, I'm here. Jess is here. We can totally do it. We rock the, you know, podcasting world. We're both women. I have two of my shows as, you know, the podcasting for pod in the podcasting for podcast and iTunes. I've been doing this, all this stuff. And they go, okay, come on, come on over then. Then what? I can't go. I can't go to San Diego. Like, it's in a, in a couple of weeks or whatever it is. Right. You know, nope. it's like, I can't do that. Maybe Randy could if, you know, if I'm sure he would be able to if do it. If he could stop building something in the backyard no. for five minutes. No, but I know he's, sure building he a, he's building a goat shed, actually. Shut up! Yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? So anyway. But, <laughs> but, I can't. But I'm sure, but actually... You know, it, it, he's actually, he wouldn't really leave either, but, but that's just because he is a very specific type of man that I adore. But, but what I'm saying is that more, more likely than not, if I, if a man was offered the opportunity to in a week or two weeks, even Rob, you know, Rob Walt, um, he flies out a lot like that too. There's these conversations happen often and the conversations where, you know, he's flying to a lot more conferences than I do, not because my bosses don't want me to, but because I choose not to, because it's too much for my family. Similarly, well, so similarly, yeah, and I've been kind of bitter and angry about this lately um, because I don't have enough work time and my business, you know, and I haven't made money in a couple months and so my business is going to have, is having, it's starting to have a hard time sustaining itself and I can't, you know, it's like I can't afford daycare until I make money and I can't make money until I have more daycare. And so it's been really frustrating for me. And then, you know, and when Scott works from home, all I do is give him like the side eye all day about how luxurious it must be. To, in fact, you're gonna, you guys are gonna laugh. How luxurious it must be to like work the whole time while somebody else takes care of your child because I only get that like two days a week and it really annoys me. Right. Right. <laughs> but like, and this is even so funny, I got super angry with him because, you know, I have um, the baby on like a specific schedule and I went to go take a nap with him, but I wanted him to wake me in an hour and he lost track of time and the baby slept like three hours and I was super mad because it was like right before bedtime. Yeah, that's and, no good. And I was like, what are you? And he was like, I'm so sorry. I let you down. I did this. Meanwhile, all the guy did was let me sleep, right? Like, like, right. like he's such a jerk. But yeah. I was so angry. He was like, I lost track of time. And I'm like, oh, that's such a luxurious mistake. <laughs> what, what must that be like to lose track of time? I don't even know. Right. Because I'm so regimented on what he's doing and his schedule and this and that. Even if I'm not, even if I'm working, I know when he's supposed to eat and when he's supposed to sleep. And what, am I, you know. I set my alarm wrong. I'm so sorry. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> well, because, it's, because so- it's true. Like when you have kids, you're the, I'm in charge. I am completely hundred percent, 100 percent in charge. And yes, it is very difficult for me to leave. My business is the one that suffered. I'm the one whose career is stalling and, and it happens to every, I mean, it kind of ha- has to, and I'm not even breastfeeding, but it kind of has to happen to every woman because as usual, I don't make as much as he does. And it would take me a long, I mean, my business could, but of course I ramped down to have a baby. Right. Blah, blah, yak, yak. So poor us, right? Poor women. But it, but it does, <laughs> it does inhibit things for us. So in that, in that respect, what she was talking about, I agree that it's harder because we have kids. I know that you're constantly, you know, hey, I've already interrupted twice for my daughter. You interrupt our show to wipe tushies. Yeah. You know, I mean. It happens all the time. It happens I don't, all the time. I personally do not have imposter syndrome, although I do believe that to be an, uh, an accurate reason why. I also do have a desire perfectionism, but that wouldn't stop me from doing anything. It would just stop me from doing it as fast as someone else. Right. Um, as far as being good at competition, I've learned in my adult life that I'm probably one of the most competitive people on the planet. 
something I didn't know about myself in high school, but instead of um, being competitive in high school, I just avoided it because I thought I wasn't competitive. And really the truth was I was afraid I would crush people and have no, I mean, I would get upset if I lost. That's why I avoided it. Yeah. That, and in the competition like, part of it. Yeah. I, I, there are certain, I think that it's really about, you know, who did a really amazing interview? Um, Natalie Sisson did a really wonderful interview on the good life uh, project for, with Jonathan Fields. And he asked her, uh, point blank about uh, how, you know, about women and not women in podcasting, but women being interviewed in um, some of the business shows and that a lot of the business shows she had noticed that she was being on. She was like the first woman that they were interviewing. And most of them would say like, hey, you're the first woman I'm interviewing. And she would go like, why? <laughs> yeah. What is that? And they had a really <laughs> wonderful conversation about this, this whole thing. Uh, very, I just really, okay. Two, two different points. One of them coming from her that she feels that, yeah, a lot of women don't really follow up. Like we don't really follow through with putting ourselves out there as much as guys do. Like guys are a little bit easy, like, they're like, Hey, you want to have, can I be on your show? Or they just continue to do it. Like I was just thinking, remember all those, those um, messages that I was getting from people who were, uh, wanting me to rate and review their shows that we did that one show about don't ask don't don't ask me to do that for you yeah well i've yeah. never gotten one of those from women no like i've never gotten a random email from like a woman who i, I have oh you have okay recently well. very recently but i said no thank you but so but that i've never gotten one of those from women before for myself primarily guys you know and then also for uh, in a lot of the of the of, of any kind of pitching, it's usually a guy that reaches out to me. Um, so this person wrote me, "Hi Jessica, being a part of Podcasters Paradise, I believe you would serve as an excellent reviewer for my Paleo Diet magazine." <laughs> and I was like, "We, you don't know me, girl." <laughs> Maybe that's why it was because it's because it's it is Heal your. Heal your body, lose weight, and live a life you oh. love. Like we, yeah. Then yeah, they don't know you. Well, no. see, they should totally get to know you. Well, that's kind of lame, but anyway, yeah, that's not so good. But usually, that doesn't happen. That's that was kind a of woman. Dorky. I yeah, mean, no, I get the men ones, and, I, and I'll tell you what, I actually feel less guilty saying no to men because I feel like they can take it. Right, and then there's that, and then there's that. But then this was the other thing too that um, Jonathan kind of alluded to the fact that it's harder. It's harder. It, it's harder from their end to find the women to interview. And, and oh they, yeah, and Lewis gave me that too. He doesn't have anyone that uh, you know that his very strict regulations for the school of greatness. <laughs> There's nobody great enough except for Danielle Laporte. Just stop yourself. <laughs> what do you no, mean you no, haven't come see, across a woman who who? Listen, I don't care what your show is. I don't care if it's about jock straps. There's a chick out there that knows about it that you can interview. Have some diversity. But is it, but, but see here's, okay, so now we're going to get to the other side of the conversation. So is it your job now to go to start to reach out and find somebody that, that fits just because you need to have a woman on or just because you need to have a black person on or just because you need to have the Chinese person on just because you have okay. to, have, I mean, I'm just saying, is that, well, I'm I'm just playing the other end of the spectrum here because I, you know, I don't know. Is no. that our job? You don't have to do crap because it's your show. Right. But let me just put it this way. Okay. Like there's this little job that I, okay, I was a temp, like a creative temp for a little while. And, and I worked at MBNA right as they were doing like a transition to, um, who bought them? Bank of America. Okay. And my job, I was called an art buyer. So the art director would have a, like a brochure for, that they were designing. And I needed to find the images that went along with the brochures. Now, the regulations for credit card image purchasing, depending on who the target audience is, you know, is that it has to, especially if you're doing a piece for American Express, it has to be diverse. Like, it has to be diverse. You cannot get the Whitey and the Whitersons for that image. So, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm okay. listening. <laughs> so, um, so, like, I, so, you know, I had to go out of my way to really find images that, you know, if it was like a group of students, there had to be 
um, Hispanic and black and Asian and white people there, redheads, you know, couldn't even be, you know, they had to be redheads and they all had to look, you know, they had to have this look that says you want to be them, that kind of thing. Anyway, the point is ever since that job in 2003, I don't purchase stock photography without being very, very mindful about whether or not all the stuff I'm purchasing for a website is if they're all, they're all white. Because I had that job, like, I'm now very mindful of the fact that, like, when I, when I designed a website or when I'm doing my own ads, like, you know, are most of the people in, in, that I'm targeting, are they mostly white? Or, or sometimes I'll do, especially on Facebook ads, I'll run two and see if the diverse one gets more traction. Usually it doesn't, but sometimes it will. So, um, you know, does that mean you're obligated? I mean, when it comes to my show, at first I was very mindful of the fact that, like, if you go to like the headshots of the people that have been on, yeah, that I, you know, that I would try to pepper in some diversity, but the, the honest truth is like, I don't know as many, and that just must be a function of B school. Maybe I don't know, but for, for, you know, I sort of tapped out all my diverse friends after a while and I have to, and I now have to go looking for that because I don't know. I, you know, is it the same thing with men? Well, do you naturally gravitate towards those who are exactly like you? Or maybe that's just like that's the, it's in the industry that you're around, you know? I mean, that's like maybe maybe that's what it is, that it's it's like the circles that you run in are a certain type, and then that circle gets into a different circle, into a different circle, and it tends, tends to be the same. Um, All I can say is my show looks like I interview only white people sometimes, and that's not on purpose. It's not because I only interview white people, and I am mindful of it, but I'm not – I don't – I also don't always go like – like Elsie said, I don't feel I have to go out of my way to fix it. And if it hurts people listening, that makes me sad, but I'm not doing that on purpose. And we'll see that's exactly what they're saying too. You know these guys, and it's, I, and they're not. And I they're, believe them, and, and so that's what that's what I'm saying. So here's here's but the women. So- listen, but women, a woman is not diversity. It's half the population of the planet. Yeah, but we aren't really like in certain spaces. Maybe we're not quite as. Vi- I, th- so here, this is where I'm coming back to advocacy now, and and in, instead of thinking like men are dominating podcasting, I think that it's really just about empowering ourselves to be able to put ourselves out there more, so that we can be seen more, so that then nobody can really say, oh well, I don't know any women, so that it's really our job to be able to do that, and that's not just advocacy for. For, for women podcasters, that's advocacy for podcasters, period. Because my question in that podcasting community group about serial and all that stuff was really there so that we can start to have a conversation about how we can start to allow people to understand the power of podcasting, to infuse it in a culture, to infuse it in everyday, in everyday life, because that kind of thing is going to affect all of us. So, you know, the way that we've all opened up to Netflix or all opened up to Hulu or, you know, and anything that the way that you stream content on Amazon or YouTube or whatever podcasting needs to be part of that layer so that that part of the equation and education and advocacy is out of the way. So, and then that way the whole women in podcasting thing wouldn't be so hard either because you'll see so much more of it. That's what I think about it anyway. So the other part of it is that it's just in, it's in, um, I mean, are we really only talking about the business space? Because like, if you talk to, um, I don't know, like, I'm trying to think of something, like, special mouths, like Kathleen, or, or, you know, or the, the, um, the Lou Mangello podcast. Like, I bet there's more diversity if you're not talking about business shows, if I had to guess. True. You're right. And that, that was a point that was brought up in the, in the discussion that we had on the Facebook group as well, which we'll put a link in the show notes. When I yeah. asked women to comment on this and that, and that, and actually Marion, uh, Pierre Louise, which is, uh, I, I read her response a little bit earlier because she said that she was in a very small niche. And basically mm-hmm. in her niche, all that, in her tiny world, little world, all is happy. <laughs> Because, mm-hmm. and that, that is true. I think that it's very specific niches that are more dominated by a specific gender, just like, you know, the mommy pod, the parenting podcast, I'm sure are more female and nobody's saying like, where are the guys? Right. Yeah. Um, so it's just really more about the more visible business podcast because that's what it is. And that's generally what, what's happening. And, and the other thing too, is that I also wouldn't want to just be uh, like, I would hate it. 
if I were asked to be on Louis, Louis House's show just because I was a woman, not because of anything else, but they're like, oh, I don't know. Well, you know, let's just have a girl. Let's get that one. You know, because, you know, I mean, if they, if he thought I, I really could be awesome for his audience, hey, I'm totally on it. I think it'd be really awesome to do that. I, I, you know, I, I don't know, but I would hate it if it was just because, oh, here's this. We have to get, because I was that Jess in Hollywood. I was the token Latina girl. That's who I was. That's and so hilarious. every single even... time that were, you know, I went into all of these auditions for like pilots for, you know, sitcoms or whatever. I went out for like, you know, the, what is it? In Modern Family, the Latina chick, what's her name? And she was super famous. Gloria, uh, what's her name? But anyway, yeah, she, like, that's the part that I would have gone out for. Okay. Yeah. Cause the, because I was the Latina girl. It wasn't like I was yeah. going to be the lead. No, I wouldn't be any of the other regular girls. I had to be the Latina girl. And you know, Hollywood's a totally different thing though, because that's been racially and di- you know, that's been outdated since the dawn of time. I mean, they're only just now have a, they have this new show called Fresh Off the Boat about an Asian family and it's flipping hilarious. It's called Fresh Off the Boat. It's so flipping funny. But, you know, why have we never seen an Asian family on a sitcom before? Unless they're, unless they have some stupid accent like on, um, Two Broke Girls, which is, by the way, one of the most racist shows out there. <laughs> Talk about uh, perpetuating stereotypes. My God. The Asian guy is little and he has a, te- he has terrible accent. Right. It's ridiculous. Uh, we'll see. Okay. So now let's get back really quick to what Helen Zaltzman kind of commented about. Yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah. I and know, she said, she said, I can see their idealistic points, meaning all this conversation we'd have about the cream rising to the top, the top. And, you know, podcasting is not, uh, there are no gatekeepers and anybody can come into podcasting. So she says, I can see their idealistic points. I don't, I don't feel like there is a big deliberate conspiracy to keep podcasting male dominated, but all forms of media are currently dominated by straight white men and podcasting from both sides, the makers and the recipients is part of a landscape shaped and dominated by straight white men. Coverage of podcasts skews heavily towards podcasts made for, by straight white men, which only serves to reinforce the ascendancy. Not that I'm opposed to straight white men or to them making shows <laughs> far from it, but since imbalance rarely affects them, I wouldn't expect them to really be aware of it. And so I think that's really kind of like at the root of the problem we were just thinking about that it really is is that just what she said? All forms of media are currently dominated by straight white men. And so it's like even the makers or the recipients, it's the landscape is shaped by that. So that's why the coverage only goes to that specific area. But at the same time, I really wouldn't just be covered because I'm a woman. I really wouldn't. I don't think I'd like that. I won't want to be pulled out because of that. I want to be, I don't want to be singled out because of that. It's one of the reasons that I moved away. Like Hollywood made me have to own up to me being a Latina. Like that was like the thing, right? And that's what I played. I played an East LA boxer, for God's sake. That was like my best, like my favorite role that I played. It was so fun. But of course it was like, I was playing like from the ghetto and I had to do all the, you know, like the, the ghetto talk and the poor girl from the East LA who's just trying to make it in school. You know what I mean? So it's, those are the roles that I played. And then, and that's why I never told anybody I was even doing this. I have a movie. I I made like a slasher flick where I was, you know, like the, like it was called, do you want to know a secret? And I was the Latino chick, of course, the hot Latino chick that got murdered in the middle of the movie because that, that was part of the thing. And of course I did it because it, they paid me a lot of money to do it. Yeah. And they flew me to, you know, Palm beach and everything. And of course I, I'm in a movie, so that's fun. But, and the guy wanted me to do, I remember the director, I was so, he just wanted me to sex up everything. And I refused because I was like, how much more sexy can I be? I am in a bikini. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, the top comedy podcasts are pretty much all white dudes. True. But there's a lot of women out there, though. I have to say that I come across a lot. We're on guys number 38. Wow. There's another one who's women, uh, number 18. And there's a woman co-host for number eight. But the rest are white dudes. They're all white dudes. The women don't get even get, like I said, number 18 is the first just women one. Aisha is number 38. And then Grace Helbig's 44. I mean, that's pretty far down on the list. I mean, and that's just regular. That's that's because, I mean, Hollywood's even worse. At least on the business ones, like Amy Porterfield's up there. There's some women ones that are higher up in the business world. Like, uh, what's her name? Susie Orman. Let me take a look again. Um, is she yeah, Amy Porterfield's in the top 20. 
Um, I've been in the top 20. Yeah, they're mostly white dudes. I mean, that, <laughs> she's right. White dudes totally dominate all forms of media. And you think about your, like, morning zoo guys on any radio station. The woman is the sidekick. Right. Always. Robin Quivers is a sidekick. Right. It's not the Howard and Robin show. <laughs> and she's been with him for 30 flipping years. Yeah. She doesn't have any billing whatsoever. People even know she is. It's a miracle. They know Howard Stern. That's it. White dude. Jewish white dude. Well, see, it, but, but, but I go back again. And I think that for me, it's, it is about more for us to really continue doing the work that we're doing. That's it. Yes. To draw awareness, to continue to, to do the work that we're doing without necessarily being like, oh, I'm a woman and I need to be seen, but really just doing the work and being out there and being ball or how to, ovarian, not ovarian. <laughs> I was going to say ballsy and then I'm like, I don't want to be ballsy. I want to be ovarian. Have, ovarian. I like that. <laughs> and then to be able to, you know, push ourselves out there and to speak up more. Cause that's one of the, you know, one of the reasons I've been po- posting over at the podcast community a lot more is because it's like sitting back going like, those guys don't ever have any women post those. There was no comments from women. There's, well, I'm not commenting. I need to do something. If I want to be seen, I've got to step out and I have to have the conversations or instigate the conversations that I want to be having as opposed to having some kind of weird fight over everything and how you're supposed to do it and continue to have that voice out there. I think that that's, that's my point of view anyway of how to do it. So ladies, what do you guys think after this huge rant that we've been going on? Woo! Woo, that's been crazy. That felt good. That felt good. So... Mm-hmm. So I, you know, if you want to continue this conversation, do send us your feedback because your feedback is super, super important to us. And we want to hear your voices and we want to hear dissenting opinions. I mean, if you're, if you're really passionate about, about what we were talking about against it and saying that, you know, we're totally wrong, we want to hear that as well, because I think that's part of the conversation and it's something that we all need to continue to move back and forth with in order to continue to get this conversation moving forward. So, uh, so there you have it. So you can email us, email us at, uh, she, what is it? What's our thing? Feedback oh at shepodcast.com. Feedback at shepodcast.com. <laughs> oh she she you can That's go ahead and do that. And, um, we have our speak pipe, speak pipe, but I feel that it's not working. So I'm going to still going to have a Why link. Not? It's not. I don't know. That's what I heard, but we still have to test it. So I will have a, a, a link to speak pipe for us, but, um, uh, and it'll be fixed. <laughs> all <laughs> so, right. All right. Okay. Yay. And thank on- you guys so much. Also join the group. She forward slash group. Um, and check out our website, shepodcast.com. Also join the directory. If you have a show, um, we would love to have you. If you're not, if you don't have a show, but you want to start a show and you want to get on our email list, go to our website, shepodcast.com in the top, right? It says join the community. And that way you'll know every time we have a new episode, as well as some special shiz that we have coming out very, 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 very soon. Oh my so thank God, you yes. so much for listening. And thank you, Elsie, for being the rock star co-host <laughs> that you are. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much. Just for me. Oh my god. Okay. Yes. And Bye. on to next week. Bye-bye. Yes. Bye-bye.